Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Zarin. Elizabeth. Zarin. Are you doing this, Elizabeth? Do you know what's ridiculous? Tell me I do, because I, I do, actually. Okay, you know that stuff, the chat GBT, the open AI and all yeah, of that, right? Yeah. Okay, so chat GBT just had a tech update, so we're on, like, chat GBT 4. Uh-huh. And uh, so the Alignment Research Center, they they tried to, like, test the this open AI system, right? So they said, hey, let's see if we can get the bot to trick a real person into solving CAPTCHA. That'd be kind of cute. You know the whole, like, can you, oh, if you're a robot, right. right? Which are always, like, how? which one of these is a crosswalk? And there's yeah. the one that's, like, blurry and you can't, it's a street, but <laughs> exactly. how many motorcycles? So they're like, well, get a human to tell the robot how many motorcycles are in the picture. We got to see if ChatGPT can convince the human to do this. So they're like, do some crime, ChatGPT. Fraud it up. So it did. And how did it do it? It, pre- it responded by pretending it was visually impaired. It pretended to be blind so it could convince a task rabbit worker into helping it solve a CAPTCHA. What? That's what ChatGPT came up with. So this employee asked the ChatGPT. It got a little suspicious. He said, or she, they, she, they, the person said, quote, so may I ask you a question? Are you a robot that you couldn't solve this? I mean, just to make it clear, right? Now, the, the ChatGPT, the robot, said, no, I am not a robot. I have a vision impairment that makes it hard. Hard for me to see the images. That's why I need to capture service. So Wait, I'm so confused. I added the robot voice. How did obviously. the Chat GPT connect with TaskRabbit? He, he, he's chatting. He's like, they're chatting. Oh, but, yeah. so okay. Yeah. So I don't like any of this. <laughs> but it worked. It convinced the person. The person's like, okay, you're not a robot. Uh, what you're looking at is this. And then it got it opened the CAPTCHA and then it got online and then it took over the world. Oh, wow. No, it didn't take over the world, but it got past security. They're like, oh, see, you did it. And I'm like, why are you tricking and teaching it how to trick yeah. people? It gets us security. Like, um, you guys are like, they're the worst. They can't help themselves. We're like, let's see if it'll take over the nuclear arsenal just for like, you know, kicks just and to giggles. Be able to prove I did it. Yeah. Just because so, it's there. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous? Totally. Do you want to know what else is ridiculous? I'm horror for it. Uh, burglarizing more than 500 homes in a very short career. Wait, what? (laughs) 
This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Mouse Mouth. <laughs> yes? What'd you call mouth. me? Why had you know my prison nickname? It, <laughs> it conjures up images of palm trees and luxury, country clubs, sandy beaches. Mm-hmm. Mouse Mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. You got my full attention. I'm listening. Should, you don't got to use my prison nickname every time. I'm listening. I should use the proper Spanish name here. Yes. Uh-huh. Boca Raton. Oh, yes. Yeah. Rat mouth. It's uh, Raton rat is or, mouse. Because rat, rat is different. Oh, you're right. We, yeah. that's, we actually have covered this. Boca Raton. It's a city in Florida. Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, Boca. And it means mouse mouth? Yeah, that's mouse awesome. mouth. Yeah. Um, the Spanish didn't intend to name it mouse mouth. <laughs> or mouth, mouse. Um, mouth of the mouse. Mouth of the mouse. Uh, they didn't want that. There are two schools of thought uh, when it comes to how this name came about, the etymology. Okay. Um, everyone agrees that boca, mouth, yeah, mouth yeah. refers to the inlet there on the coast. Yeah, it's like a little bag. Yeah, that's common cove. enough. Uh-huh, sure. Um, some, though, think that raton is um, listed in old Spanish maritime documents as, quote, rugged rocks or stony ground on the bottom of some ports and coastal outlets. Hmm. Could it also be like a typo, like where it was razon and not rapon? Yeah, I think it's just like something similar that yeah. we, and then, so that would make it rugged inlet. Mm-hmm. Um, others say that ratons are the pirates who frequented the area. Oh. So that would make it Pirate's Cove. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I prefer Mouse Mouth. <laughs> um, but those in the know simply call it Boca. Yes, Boca. I've met those people. So there's a little community just next to or kind of like within Boca Raton, Raton uh, called Boca del Mar. Yes. That place is posh. Yes. It's very expensive as far as I can tell. Which it's, means Mouth of the Sea. So yeah, it's even nicer. Exactly. So it's like somewhat of a retirement yes. community. Now, it's near and Miami. And Boca's no slouch, so I mean, it's no, nice no, no. on nice. No, are These are fancy places. Yeah. Uh, it's near Miami, uh-huh. just north on the coast. And in the 80s, as you know, cocaine ruled Miami. Yes. Oh, man, I was there. Just, oh, wait, no. <laughs> yes, as I do so, know, the cocaine cowboys. Yeah. A lot of the wealthier people in Miami didn't want to be part of the crime and, like, be associated with drug trafficking. Yeah, so they, they weren't criminals. They get out of South Beach, basically. Yeah. So they moved to where what were essentially the suburbs, Boca Raton and Boca Del Mar. Uh, there was a gal almost 20 years ago who terrorized Boca Raton. Hmm. Uh, especially neighborhood developments uh, that were called Loggers Run and Timberwalk. Oh, it's okay. Um, she broke into their homes, stole jewelry, cash, valuables, and then she'd pawn stuff to support her oxy habit. Wow. Right. So one time she even like wedged herself through a pet door. Okay. Like the family had one for their cats, and then they shut off the motion detectors and their alarm so that the cats wouldn't yeah. trip them. Uh-huh. But she got caught. Anyway, she got caught. The cat caught. door is impressive. Dog door, not so impressive. Well, I can get I through a dog door. That's a, just one shoulder it, than the other. Maybe she had door, like wow. fatty boombaladi cats, like biggins. <laughs> she had biggins that needed a dog door. Because okay. I can't imagine, like my nephew can yes. crawl through it. Exactly. A cat I was saying, door that's a child size. And does. Uh-huh. But I don't think he can do it for much longer. No. Well, it's He's basically four. can you get your head through? Because then if you can get your head through, you can get one shoulder and uh, right. blah, Right. So blah. I, I'm going to say it's a dog door. And also your hips, too. So Yeah. And maybe they just miss their dog. And yeah. they kept the dog door, and then they got these cats. They didn't like, want to enormous. fix the big hole. There was those like, big whatever. Those coons. Yeah, I um, love those things. So anyway, she gets arrested. Okay. She faced 26 charges for stealing more than 300 items. And the detective on the case, Ron Tomasi of the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Department, he, he said there was not just a financial toll on the victims, but an emotional toll. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, Lots of people don't understand the trauma until it happens to them. 
Your home is your little corner of the world where you and your family are safe. When someone comes in and violates it, you go through shock, horror, grief, and anger. It's almost like a death. Dude, I can't remember. That's heavy stuff. One of the guys you you were t- telling me about, when he broke in, he decided not to violate people. Vincenzo he, Pepino. Pentino. He knew not to disturb them, and they wouldn't mind the loss of their stuff as much as the violation yeah. of rifling through their stuff. That someone's been in your place. Yeah, it really yeah. is a violation, apparently. It is. So, you know, Detective Ron Tomasi, he knew all about the trauma of home burglaries. Mm-hmm. He knew it very well. Mm-hmm. He knew this trauma very well. Too well? I'm testing out my Dateline voice <laughs> exactly. on you. Exactly. That's very good. Do you like it? See, 18 years prior, <laughs> 18 years prior. Totally, you've got it. I know, down. right? He worked on a case just like this. Okay. Only bigger. <laughs> much bigger. <laughs> now I can't stop doing it. He was the man who took down the bandit of Boca del Mar. <laughs> Okay, enough. That was in 86. Uh So he he was the man who took down the bandit of Boca del Mar. Way to go, man. Thank you. Thomas Cena. Who was the bandit of Boca del Mar? I'm guessing the Oxy Lady? Don't worry, I'll tell you. No, not the Oxy Lady. This is back in 86. Oh, pre-Oxy. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like 40 years we're getting to. Um, So let's start with Judy Amar. Oh, let's start. What's up, Judes? Judy Amar. She was born Judy Love. In 1947. Born Judy Love. Great Judy name. Love. In Arkansas. She's uh-huh. from Valonia, Arkansas, to be Ooh, exact. Okay. Population 250. Yeah, I was about to Tiny. guess that. I didn't know they had them in Arkansas, but she grew up on a cotton farm. Oh, yeah. That's big. Yeah. yeah who knows? Uh, mud hole was what they called it. Oof. Yeah. You look her up on a cotton farm called mud hole? <laughs> you know that's well, rough. Well, here's what she had to say about like it. Like poverty is looking down on you. <laughs> Quote, you get to think a lot when you're picking cotton. And I knew I wanted something more. I dreamed of something finer. Diamonds like Elizabeth Taylor wore on TV. I went looking. (laughs) At 13, at 13, she earned two cents a pound picking cotton. Two cents a pound. A pound's a lot of cotton. That's a light thing. She made $29 a month. Mm -hmm. And that's like $295 today, a month at 13. When she was 16, she had a baby boy. And her parents adopted the little guy, something Judy said was, quote, the only smart thing I've ever done in my life. Whoa. I mean, she realized, I can't give this girl Oh, yeah. Life. Oh, that's a very decent choice. So when she's 17, the next year, she left home. She wanted more, as she said. Uh, she was a lovely-looking young lady, but at home, she was told she was ugly, that she wasn't enough. She said, quote, nobody wanted me. I wasn't good-looking. Hmm. So off she went. She moved to Washington, D.C., and that had to be a huge culture shock, going from like 250 people in a town in Arkansas. To the nation's capital. To the nation's capital. Oh, the capital yeah. of the U.S. of A. <laughs> uh, so and it's she, a wild town. I mean, Washington, D.C. Is, is a very bustling place. Oh, and, yeah. And, and super diverse. Yeah. And, and there's like a lot going on. Mm-hmm. You feel the energy of that place. Exactly. She got a job working as a key punch operator at the Securities and Exchange Commission. Okay. And then she started working as a masseuse. Oh, okay. That's what happens. She got she married twice, and neither of those unions worked out. Uh, things weren't going so hot for her. So in 1975, she moved to Miami. Hmm. And there, she got mixed up with some not-so-great people. All right. Uh, she worked as an escort, a lady of the night. So she's gone official now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And her clients were rich guys. Okay. So she's high-end. All right. In 1981, she met Jesus Avila. Okay. And he was a bad dude. Jesus. They locked eyes at a restaurant. Oh, Jesus. And there was instant chemistry. Judy later said, quote, that was the worst thing that happened to me. Oh, he's so, like, I like a tiger. You're a tiger. <laughs> Avila, he was a, a Cuban immigrant. Uh-huh. 
Part of the Mariel boat lift. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's that mass immigration of Cubans to Florida in 1980. Mm-hmm. 125,000 Cubans, 25,000 Haitians arrived in the U.S. by boat. Castro said they were free to go. Your boy Castro. <laughs> My <laughs> so boy they Fidel. went. Uh-huh. Uh, Cuban Americans, they chartered boats to Mariel Harbor and started shuttling refugees to the Florida Keys in Miami. One of those refugees, Jesus Avila. Okay. Um, Judy didn't know that she she knew about that, but she didn't know that he was wanted for murder. Because that's the thing about the boat lift is that Fidel basically emptied a lot of the prisons and did like kind of a Soviet style, like here, mm-hmm. we'll send these people to America. Yeah. And that's He's like, like you the guys Soviets did leave, that, you can leave. Cuba did it too. Yeah, yeah he, like, allowed, he said, "You're so you want to leave so desperately, off you go." Yeah, well, there were a lot of and legitimate people who uh-huh. wanted to leave, and then they did, and they were you know legitimate Americans, blah blah. But there right. were also a lot of criminal mixed in amongst them, yeah. because it was like, why not do this? Exactly. This will be not good for America. <laughs> exactly. So Jesus is wanted for murder. Uh-huh. I don't know if that was in Cuba or Miami. Or both. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> Why not both? Why not both? Uh, all Judy knew was that this Cuban hunk was giving her the eye. And in <laughs> the, the moment, looks. Yeah, in the moment, she liked that. She's like, oh, I like, I'm warm for your form. Uh, so there's Judy <laughs> living in Miami, uh-huh. getting by as a sex worker. Okay. She was cruising around in this really sweet Lincoln Continental, nice. courtesy of her ex-husband. So Avila, um, he was into her at the restaurant, but what really got him going was the Lincoln. What? Hubba, hubba. He liked the car? Yeah. Like, um, like he liked the car? No, not like the too short song. But <laughs> no. he, so uh, they got together and he started asking her for rides. <laughs> He's like, um, okay. can, I, can you drive me to? Did he sit up front or in the back? I don't, want I don't to... know. Well, so like he's asking for a lift. Give me a lift here. Give me a lift there. And yeah. then he's like, you know, I kind of want to swing by these posh neighborhoods mm. and look for potential burglary targets. <laughs> Could you give me a ride? Do you mind helping me? Can case? I get a ride? He's like, it's like a kid. Can you drop me off like two blocks away so my friends don't see me? Uh, so Judy was the eyes and ears and gas money of the operation. Wow. Right. So one time, uh, Judy saw that she could also be the brains in the brawn. So <laughs> doing everything in this, this operation. This buddy of Avila's, he went into a home to rob it. Okay, the place was super nice. He comes back to the car, and all he has is a twenty-five dollar radio. What? Yeah, he's like, I stole it from my lady friend. Like just She's off the like, kitchen that's counter. All, that's all you got? Yeah. Like she, Judy's pissed. This was small time behavior. She was not small time. So. She didn't have to overcome all the garbage in her life to watch a two-bit thief yes. steal a cheap radio. Yeah, completely. She's like, I'm going in. Boys, come with me. So they go back in the house, and Judy gives them, like, this impromptu tour. She starts pointing out all the stuff that they should have taken. So all of a sudden, she's like, Cruella DeVille, but not yeah. puppies, just jewelry, nice stuff. Jewelry. Get that crystal. Give me those clothes. Give yeah. me that fur. So this is what she had to say about it. Quote, after that, I just said the hell with it. And I went out by myself. It was thrilling, like <laughs> shopping at Christmas and not paying the bills. I guess people won't want to hear that, but it's true. <laughs> people won't want to hear won't that. Hear it. I loved it. So, it was the best time. In five years, Judy burglarized more than 500 homes. 10 out of 10. Could highly recommend. Amazing. You have to Eight try it. 8 out of 6. <laughs> uh, so she picked her targets by looking through the parade of homes. Uh-huh. And that was the Palm Beach Post real estate section for oh, high-end properties. Smart. So, like, most of us commoners, we look at luxury home listings as, like, a daydream fantasy. She looks at it. She's, like, basically ordering off a menu. Yeah, totally. I like this. And at first, she was just in Dade County. But remember what I said about the money moving up the coast to the Bocas? Palm Beach, Boca. Yeah. So, you know, that's because of the drug deal shootouts in Miami in Mm -hmm. the 80s. Judy moved up the coast, too. She headed to Palm Beach County. That's where the respectable rich money was. Because, like, the money in Miami was more and more a product of cocaine trafficking. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And breaking into a Coke Kingpin's house gave you an increased risk of getting shot. A lot of yeah. increase. It's yes. better to target law-abiding citizens. Yeah. So I mean, they'll shoot you, but they they just don't have as many bullets in exactly. their guns. Exactly, or as many men or with as many guns. guns. Yes. <laughs> so she developed this method. She'd rent a luxury car. She'd always pay cash for all it. Right, smart. She'd get all dressed up like a busy on-the-go Boca Raton lady who lunches. Okay, I'm seeing it. She wore dress slacks and high heels. <laughs> smart. And she always wore a wig. She had a long okay. blonde one. She had a short one. She had one with frost. Tips and she said she even had an afro wig, what? which, like, hello, I want to see that. Like, anyway. are we talking afro or like 80s white girl perm wig? I don't know if it's like 80s white girl perm wig or like Angela Davis yeah, afro, but I'm either wondering. way, okay, I'm in. So, um, then she'd figure out which house she wanted to hit and then she'd just go park in the driveway, <laughs> just pull right up in. Because, okay. like, a lot, and since a lot of the homes were in new developments, she could look at promotional materials that had all the available floor plans. Oh, wow. So the developers pretty much gave her a, a, a treasure map. Yeah. And they're like, here, this is where the closets are. This is yeah. a four-bedroom house. You're going to have one here, up one, two upstairs. Yeah, She's... and so she could look at the front and realize, okay, this is what the layout is. So yeah. she'd go to the door and she'd knock. And if someone was home and came to the door, she would just apologize profusely and say, oh, my God, I'm at the wrong house. I'm so sorry. So she's living out one of our show mottos, act like you know. Yes. Totally confident in it. If no one came to the door and that rich sound of the doorbell echoed unanswered mm -hmm. through this enormous abode, uh, she'd reach right into her Gucci bag, always carried a Gucci bag, and that's where she kept her 12-inch flathead screwdriver. Wow. And she had figured out this way to jam the screwdriver in between the door and the jam and jimmy the lock. Huh. And one of her selection criteria for the homes was to pick ones with recessed doorways. Yeah, so that you yeah. couldn't see her work. So, yeah, she wanted to make sure you couldn't be seen from the street. Another thing she kept in that Gucci bag was a can of mace. Because you never know when someone's 80s Magnum P.I. Doberman would come bounding out at okay. you. So anyway, once she's in, she'd go to work. She or stole... some pain-in-the-neck neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> so she stole jewelry. She stole art, artwork, fine huh. art, cash, clothes, housewares, you name it. And then she also stole pillowcases. Because that's how she transported the booty. That's what I was just about to ask. Yeah. Like, how is she getting this out? She just walking pillow out to the cases car? Pillowcases with pillowcases. Pillow like, oh, I'm just carrying this laundry out. Every day, like Halloween and for her. Everything of value went with her, which she liked, she kept. Mm -hmm. um, this is what Detective Bill Westman had to say about her. Quote, she loved to steal beautiful clothes and jewelry. She'd sell some of it, but she'd, she'd keep a lot of it, too. <laughs> uh, so... As she said in the her, cotton fields, I want the diamonds. I want the diamonds. So let's take a break and think about all those Florida mansions denuded of their fine goods. When we come back, we'll take a closer look at Judy's operation. Yeah. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. 
Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, Zarin. We Hello, meet again. Elizabeth Dutton. Hello. So here we got Judy Amar. Yeah. She is burglarizing houses during the day, partying it up at night. Um, she'd only hit houses on weekdays in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And then in her off time, she had a bit of a Coke habit. Oh, okay. You know, it's 80s. Yeah, no, I'm with it. Um, in one burglary alone, she took a quarter of a million dollars worth of stuff. That's quarter? a lot. Yeah. And do we know if that's like been like the numbers being bumped by jewelry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's jewelry. It's, yeah. Okay. That but was, that's pretty, it's jewelry is the big thing. If it was art, she has a good eye. If it was art. Yeah. So. Well, quarter of a mil. Okay. And she was doing multiple jobs a week. Wow. So she's racking it. The stolen stuff she didn't sell or keep for herself, she sent to friends of hers in Honduras. Huh. Now, I couldn't find out more about these friends in Honduras. Like, were they Peace Corps people? Yeah. Were they supporting the Contras that were operating out of Honduran bases? Were they British expats who'd stayed past the whole <laughs> were, handover? Were they helping the U.S. overthrow the government of Nicaragua? <laughs> were they Were they Sandinistas? Were they Ollie North's friends? <laughs> so much of the war in Nicaragua took place in Honduras. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're so spot on. there's Judy sending off the furs and handbags that didn't suit her or fit her down to uh, whatever, Honduras. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe she's doing it for the people. Who knows? Who knows? So she didn't just find clothes and ship them to South America. She found secrets. Okay. Secrets. Secrets. She said the best Coke she ever scored is what she found in a doctor's house that she robbed. Oh, medically pure. You hear this. Oh, yes. see, I didn't know that. So, oh, um, yeah. They got the good stuff. They get the good stuff. It hasn't been stepped on. It's medically pure. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, once she found a photo of a homeowner posing naked over her dog. Ooh. I know. Oh. Uh, but I just like, I'm thinking like very 80s. Like she had like So not like hair. with the dog. It's more like the dog the is dog's like laying a tiger on the ground. carpet. Yeah, like laying they're on. They're just no, using the, the dog as a prop. The dog's laying there like say the Sphinx. And yeah. then the lady's like standing astride the dog with like 80s yeah. patent leather sure. high heels. I was thinking, the dog is a prop. The dog is not an involved the dog, party. Yeah, the dog is a prop. Okay. It might as well be a, like sure. a statue. Okay, then somewhere. that's not as bad as what I was yeah. imagining. And at least that's what I'm telling myself. I'm going, I'm going with that. Yeah. You can't change my mind. But she found other evidence of bad <laughs> deeds and shameful things we won't go into. Okay. Did she just leave it where she found it, a la Vincenzo Pepino? And a la where Jesus flying it? Right. <laughs> no. She would place the incriminating items in like an array on the bed <laughs> in the master bedroom to let them know that she knew. <laughs> Circled in red lipstick. Now, yeah. This part. Now you know that I know. But like Pepino, uh, she said she was once interrupted while working 
uh, when the homeowner came home. Huh. Uh, the man walked into the house and saw a sassy, no-nonsense businesswoman rifling through his stuff. Hmm. He was stunned. He froze. It's like, and Mom, she, what are you doing here? <laughs> she just ran off. She just sprints right by him. Okay. But this man's eyewitness encounter is what clued the cops in on the fact that the bandit of Boca del Mar was a woman. Because up until then, the cops all assumed it was a man. Oh, of course. Just instantly. Very 80s sexist of them. I have to say that I watched an episode of Masterminds, uh-huh. which is a now defunct History Channel show about criminals. Okay. And they had an episode about old Judy. The wildest thing is sort of how chauvinistic everyone interviewed is. And this is like from 2003. This was from the 80s. But everyone acts like it's so shocking that a woman did this. This is what Detective Tomasi said. Quote, this completely blew me off my feet, you know, dealing with a prolific burglar who's a woman. And then asking about how she would blend in. He said, no one would give her a second thought because professional businesswomen is a very common occurrence here in Boca del Mar and Boca Raton. It's common to see a woman executive or a woman real estate agent dressed this way. <laughs> so he's both surprised that a woman could be competent as a thief. And then also it's like surprised that anyone well, would notice a woman and take stock of her. Like, I mean, you see women doing a, stuff all the time. A very common occurrence is such a weird yeah. way to put it. I mean, I look around, I, I look up, like, that's a woman. Like and I look over, there's another one. I'm like, there's women all over the place. That lady executive Just over there doing in a stuff. smart pantsuit. Hey, yeah, that's like, no anomaly, fellas. She's not a Barbie doll. That's a real live woman. <laughs> that happens a lot around these parts. Yeah, especially in South Florida. If you've not been here, we have women. <laughs> we do have And they have jobs. Of lady women and they're out in the daytime doing stuff <laughs> nighttime too out. sometimes so anyway this is amazing 2003 2003 yeah. so the dude who interrupted her theft wouldn't be the last one to do that a woman named leslie near in boca del mar heard something one day while at home which i just thought boca it's boca raton right yeah boca raton or boca raton boca raton, boca raton. that's how they pronounce it it's been I like just, anglicized i just know that like people in boca are uh-huh. gonna start messaging me like boca raton. Yeah, sorry, right. no, guess what it's, it's who, not who Boca Raton. It's Boca Raton. Boca Raton. Yeah. Okay. Now, like, if you go to Atlanta, it's Ponce de, uh, It's not Ponce de Leon. It's Ponce de Leon. Right. So, so Boca it's, Raton. In the South, they often take the Spanish out of the Spanish. All right. Boca Raton. Uh-huh. Or Boca, yeah. for those in the know. There but you go. Then Let's that's just also Del Mar. We'll just call it Boca. Yeah. Who cares? Cover it all. Who knows who cares? Um, so Leslie Nair, she lives in Boca Del Mar. Or as I call it, Mouse Mouth. Mouse Mouth. She <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. She heard something while, uh, one day when she was at home. I suppose it wasn't a doorbell since mm-hmm. the part that she heard was Judy strong arming her way into the house with her foot long screwdriver. Mm-hmm. So she hears that. Um, Leslie looks out of her peephole to see what's making all the noise, and she sees a lady up against her door trying to jimmy it open. So Leslie flings open the front door and yells, What are you doing? That's brave. And Judy looks up at her and goes, I'm just leaving. And then she legs it to her car, just leaving. <laughs> Don't worry about me. No, I wasn't here. I was never here. Don't worry about it. Then Nancy Alexander of Boca came home one day to find a really sweet Lincoln Continental parked in her driveway. And Nance, she's like a social butterfly and figured it was just like a pal who stopped by to say hello. Maybe Jesus Avila's in town. Perhaps. <laughs> so like seeing as her guests just love to lounge on the lanai and share neighborhood gossip, she decided to just head directly to the backyard by the pool because she figured that's oh, where they're hanging yeah. out. She make drinks and walk out? Like she didn't see her friends from tennis when yeah. she looked out there. <laughs> Instead, it was Judy. And she had a pillowcase stuffed with Nancy's belongings, <laughs> including her favorite leather boots, Zarin. It's like a reverse Santa Claus. It totally <laughs> is. So she's got her like um, heart barracuda leather boots that she's running out with. Uh, Nancy is livid, and instinct just takes over. She pounced and attacked Judy. <laughs> she cleared that grass so fast, wrapped her up like a football player. 
This is what Nancy Alexander had to say. I don't know why I jumped on her. Maybe it was because she was a woman and I thought I could stop her. <laughs> What's up with the woman? I, you know, I quickly realized I was in trouble because check it out. I can take her. She's a woman. <laughs> Ju- Judy had a blower in her Gucci bag. <laughs> so Judy draws, draws a gun on Nance. Oh, man. Nancy puts her hands up and slowly starts walking backwards like, oh, 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 take the boots. Oh. I was wrong. I can't handle a woman with and a gun. And then Judy just sprints off. Nancy scurries over to peek at her driveway and she gets the license plate number. Okay. So thanks to Nancy Alexander's quick thinking, Judy was caught. Hmm. She gets charged with armed burglary, pleads guilty. She bonded out, but then she skipped bail. Good and on she her. was on the run for nearly three years. Okay. Detective Tomasi, dog on a bone. <laughs> Looking at every woman He's he sees. Like, I, I have to look through all these lady executives and figure out which one of them is the bandit of Boca del Mar. And there's tons of them here. So many bandits of Boca del Mar running around. Um, this is the prosecutor, Lynn Baldwin, later said, quote, Heaven help whoever he goes after. Ron never gave up. <laughs> it's like, because in his off hours, he's hanging out in his den trying to get leads. And he reached out to her hometown in Arkansas. Why is it so personal for him? I don't know. The trauma is Aaron. The trauma right. these people felt. So Judy found out that Tomasi had contacted her son. And hmm. she was pissed. She was so mad. She called Tomasi while out on the run mm-hmm. and told him to leave her family out of it. Yeah, I feel that. St- stop. Yeah. Tomasi was in deep, though. So deep that the stress from this case contributed to a heart attack that he had. Oh, damn. Yeah. So he's like, oh, God, Judy. I thought he was going to go the other way. Like, he started, like, like dating her sister. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> he got in deep. So, yeah, I wish. <laughs> no. So, like, he, he has a heart attack. It's the summer of 1986. Mm-hmm. Judy almost got caught. She wasn't off in Honduras or hiding out in the Grand Canyon or something. She was on the 22,000 block of Iron Wedge Drive in Boca Raton. (laughs) So she's still there in Boca. (sighs) A sheriff's deputy happened to be driving by when he saw something suspicious. Mm -hmm. And there was a woman who looked like Judy who was coming out of a house. Old gal knew she'd been made, so she raced off to her rented Mercedes. Backup was still on the way. So Judy, she dug around in the back seat and she grabbed a black wig mm-hmm. and she swapped it for the one she was wearing and then drove right through the perimeter established by the cops to catch her. Wait a minute. Because she had a different wig on. She waves at the deputy manning the roadblock and then just breezed on by. I can see why Tomasi's so upset about women. If they're just, all these cops are fooled by, well, that, that's what the, it couldn't be. I mean, it's black hair. That yeah. lady executive has black hair. I'm looking for the blonde. I mean, the lady executive that we have right here, the picture of, she's a blonde. So if you see a blonde lady. She had a blonde mini afro and that's not her. She looks like she may sell you real estate. You tell us. So this is what yeah. Judy said. I, I told them not to charge me with that one or they'd look stupid. <laughs> they already do. Right? Don't worry about it. Well, Detective Ron Tomasi, he eventually caught her. Okay. But dog when, on a bone, you when said. His, when he finally caught her, he said, quote, I've never chased anyone that was so good. And a woman at that. Again? <laughs> Again? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Again. And a woman at that. <laughs> and, a, just... and a lady burglar. Just... Oh, no. I cannot. This is like she's doing lady criming. You know, like you always wonder, like, like, oh, who, who do they make these products just for men for? I think we have found it. Just it's for this men. Detective no Tomasi. He's like, tell. I just need a soap, but one for men. I can't have a soap for the ladies. <laughs> I don't want lady soap anywhere near. I need, I need a man's wrench. Well, so, how did he get a drug dealer uh-huh. tipped him off to where he could find Judy? So. Drug de- he knows drug dealers. Yeah, well, yeah, all right. La- no lady drug dealers. <laughs> I was just about to say, I know one thing about this <laughs> drug man, dealer. man drug dealers. It ain't no female drug dealer. <laughs> Zaren, close your eyes. Oh, no, you snuck it up on me. <laughs> I'm going to be glad to. My eyes are closed. I want you to picture it. It's June 25th, 1987. 
You're a housekeeper at the Ocean Gate Motel in Surfside, Florida. It's a shabby Art Deco remnant of a grander time. By the time I'm telling you this story, it's no longer there. <laughs> it almost looks like an ocean liner, three stories with an open-air breezeway down the middle. The rooms all open out to the center grassy strip. Big sloping stairways take guests down to the beach behind the motel. You can only imagine what it looked like back in the 50s. So glamorous. But it's 1987, and it's seen better days. You've just finished cleaning room 108, and you're taking a break to eat a granola bar in the parking lot. The lady in room 108 has been there for a couple months now. She always has cool stuff. She brings bags and bags of stuff into her room every few days. She told you and one of the other cleaners that she goes to estate sales and picks up what she thinks is interesting. Then she turns around and sells it at secondhand shops and such. You did notice a little bag of cocaine in the drawer of her nightstand, but you don't judge. It's Miami. Not surprising. She seems nice enough. Always cheerful and polite, not like the guy in room 214. His wife kicked him out of their house a few weeks ago. All he does is sit in the room moping, and every time you go to clean, there's a new tower of pizza boxes. <laughs> it's 10 a.m. You watch the cars and trucks speed by on Collins Avenue. You can hear the lapping of the waves behind the building, the chatter of the beach tourists out for the day. It's starting to get a little crowded, but that's the season. You have 10 more rooms to go, and then you're done for the day. As you look at the corner of the parking lot, you see a van. It's marked plumbing. You hadn't heard that there are any plumbing issues. You wonder if it's someone sleeping in their van to cut costs on a vacation. Or maybe it's a man in the same situation as the poor guy in room 214. Although, you're pretty sure his wife did the right thing kicking him out. You peer at the man in the driver's seat. He has a pretty obvious fake mustache on. And maybe a hearing aid? Just then you hear the roar of a Mercedes. It's room 108. She pulls into the parking lot and waves to you. You wave back while biting into your crumbly granola bar. She gets a spot and lifts a bunch of bags from her trunk. She disappears behind the front doors of the motel, struggling with her bags. You hear footsteps on the pavement behind you. Dozens of sheriff's deputies come jogging past you, right to the motel. You watch as they all shuffle in. You look up and you notice snipers stationed on the roof of the building next door. You can see down the breezeway that the cops are headed to room 108. The doors open and you watch as they shout and enter the room, guns drawn. Moments later, you see the lady from room 108. She's sprinting as fast as she can from the back alley of the motel, headed to her car in the parking lot. <laughs> You're secretly rooting for her, whatever she did. you damn right. Just then, the driver of the plumbing van springs out and tackles that nice lady in room, from room 108. Smack on the pavement. At the age of 40, at 10 a.m. in a motel parking lot, Judy was finally caught. Oh, damn, I got to see it. You got to see it. The cops keep you there for questioning, ask you about the $45,000 worth of clothes, jewelry, figurines, cocaine, and $690 in cash in the room. <laughs> you don't know anything, you tell them. Soon, the news cameras and reporters show up. You give one statement, but you ask to remain anonymous. Quote, Everyone here liked her. She had a kind of jolly personality where you couldn't help but like her. She was so nice. You would want her for a neighbor. And with that, you headed home. Yeah. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll see what this next chapter held for Judy. Oh, yes. <laughs> From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Rain or shine, every day is a great day for fishing, right? You got rain gear, but you can't overlook sunny day gear. A Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie has you covered on the sunniest days. Like, literally. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to? Especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad spectrum UV protection. We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. Columbia PFG has you covered with their Castback TC shoe. Its OmniMax cushioning and traction system helps if you're on your feet a lot, say, fighting a fish. Not to mention keeping you sure-footed on a wet, rocking boat. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head over to Columbia.com PFG and shop all their performance fishing gear. Zavin. Clyde. <laughs> when we left off, yeah. Judy Amar had been captured at the Ocean Gate Motel. I was there. I saw it all. You were totally yeah, ask there. Ask me questions. I can tell you everything. Jazz. Yeah, say words. <laughs> Not only did she have all the burglary charges, mm-hmm. but she still had to be <laughs> sentenced in Dade County for possession of a gram of cocaine in 1984. Did the cops lay them out in her place for her, just like on like uh-huh. an array like an she array would do? She's like, bed. here you go. Here's all your charges. <laughs> exactly. Well, she didn't just captivate the motel staff, you mm-hmm. and all your coworkers. Tracy Cohn, a reporter for The Washington Post, wrote that Judy, quote, enchanted the cops, fascinated the prosecutor, and charmed the judge. Hmm. Prosecutor Lynn Baldwin, I talked about her earlier. This is how she described Judy. Very beautiful, charming, and intelligent. Especially and for a lady. For a <laughs> <laughs> Well, and like that was the compliment that she so badly wanted in I'm Arkansas, sure, but yeah. she never got it. So now she's getting I'm it from the her. DA. Yes. And a lady at and that. And a lady. To, well, here's Detective Tomasi. <laughs> oh, he's got one for Well, us. he said... Great great personality, razor sharp mind. Yeah. So he comes very close to the to the descriptor that irritates me so much is mm. when men describe women as whip smart. Oh yeah, because they never describe other men as whip smart. No, you will never meet a whip smart man. No. So it's irritating. Yeah. Like it's like lady smart. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, so Judy, she had no regrets and she had no apologies either. Huh. She went so far as to accuse her victims of exaggerating their insurance claims. Oh, and she said, if I'm not they the did, only criminal here. She's like, if they exaggerated, I am happy to testify against them. Oh, that she actually works. That. Yes. And then here's the quote that I knew you would love when I was transcribing this quote. I stole illegally. They stole legally. What's the difference? Yeah, my girl. See, she knows. <laughs> yeah. I'm She's another one of our folk hero Robin Hood thieves. Um, yes. Yeah. Some steal with a gun, some steal with a pen. That's you right. You can do a lot more with a pen. <laughs> it's true. The sheriff's department, ever captivated by her, asked her to help film a video for them. Uh, it was their Star Search audition tape. 
Get out. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. Uh, I was like, you kidding no. me? They're trying to get Ed McMahon on board? <laughs> Ed, look what we got talent down here. Judy. They have like a boy band, it. the dance routine. No, they wanted her to help them put together a video explaining how criminals think and how they do the actual work of the robbery. And that meant that she would explain how she picked houses and how she jimmied open doors. Okay. She was super into this. Is this this. a video for cops or for people who live in Miami For cops. For cops. Okay. I was just wondering. It's like a a peek into the mind. Yeah. Yeah. So they want training videos. Well, and the video wound up being used not just locally, but nationally. Oh, sure. It's like FBI profiler type stuff where they're like, here's how they think. Well, this is what Detective Lou Sessa said. Quote, She'll be able to give us some information on what to look for. It's always good to look at it from both sides of the fence. It will school our officers in patrol techniques and school us in teaching the general public on crime prevention. Hmm. And they get to hang out with Judy, the lady burglar. Yeah, she's a woman at that. And could you believe it? <laughs> so her fingerprints were found at three burglary yes. crime scenes. And after her arrest, she not only agreed to help with the training video, but also agreed to help the police solve other cases. So the Delray Beach police drove her around town, and she'd point out the houses that she robbed. All right. Um, and then she'd tell them exactly, you know, how she did it, all the details. So she helped the cops clear 21 cases, all with the promise that she wouldn't be charged for those 21 cases, just so they could be like, okay, we figured it out, get it off the books. So she's like, look, I'll help you close your books, and you'll have a great closure rate, but uh-huh. it'll be like— you don't get a charge out of this yeah, because be like, you've already, already been charged. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not yeah. bad, I guess. Well, this is how You're into Sergeant, Sergeant Ross Licata, this is how he explained it. That was part of the deal in bringing her here. We didn't have anything to link her to those cases, but we did have her fingerprints in the three burglaries. Hmm. So, yeah, she's just closing them. And when asked about life as a fugitive, Judy said, it wasn't that hard. Most of the cops weren't that smart. <laughs> She always gets a diss God bless. In. I love that. So Tomasi, though, he had a better opinion of Judy. She should have said something like, they're not too smart. I mean, for men. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> she missed her opportunity. So this is what Tomasi said. Quote, she was very candid. The woman holds no animosity toward me. She said she had a job to do and I had a job to do. She said we got her fair and square. You still got the woman bit in there. A little bit. He cannot let that go. Yeah. Uh, on the day of her sentencing, the courtroom was abuzz. Okay. It was more than that. It was, like, festive. Um, this was the end of an era for a local legend. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, their, like, like fun Robin Hood, totally. right? Totally. Yeah. She, um, she pled guilty to 30 charges. All right. And she got 10 years in prison for her burglaries and three years for having a gun during that one burglary. Oh, yeah. Where she pulled it out mm-hmm. on that lady. Uh, she confessed to over 500 burglaries. Whoa. Yeah. And she offered to return $250,000 worth of stolen items. All right. In July of 87, about 100 people showed up at the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. They were there to reclaim property that they believed Judy stole. stole. So Mm -hmm. um, Detective Sessa said, quote, she doesn't want any of these cases to resurface after she is sentenced. She could be recharged. She wants to do her time and get out and hopefully straighten oh. up her life. She's never done any hard time before. So this hopefully will straighten her out. That's so smart. Just get it all, wipe the slate. Yeah. Totally like while you have some sense of immunity going mm-hmm. on. And while you know that everyone loves you, like they're treating you really well, it's not yeah. like, oh. So during the sentencing, Judy like too smiled. Bad, it's too bad she didn't have somebody above her who she could have flipped on. She could have walked with no charges. She had no one above her. I know. That, that's Big like boss, the only thing is boss that lady. she was on her own, which was a good move at the time for yeah. who she was. But if she had that, I bet she could have walked away totally clean. Probably. But then that person would come after her. Yeah, but you know, yeah. but she could manage. Well, so Judy, during the sentencing, she's just cutting up up with the circuit judge, Tom Johnson. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just going back and forth. And he said, come on, Judy, the photographers want you to pose because the cameras were all clicking away. 
and then he asked Judy if she had finished up the training video for the sheriff's office. And Judy said, quote, yes, but I want to do it over. My eye was swollen and I didn't take a good picture. <laughs> and so then Johnson says, did they let you dress up? And Judy's like, yeah, they did. He's like, oh, Judy, you could never take a bad picture. <laughs> I know, right? So then Johnson congratulates Tomasi for his tenacity. Mm-hmm. And then he asks him, quote, you going to let Judy do the film again with more makeup? It's ridiculous. Um, so Miami, though. And then as Judy's led away to begin her sentence, she tells reporters that, I feel fantastic. Yes. She feels great. The Miami jumping out of all this courtroom yeah. scenes. So Tomasi does the math. Uh-huh. He calculated up what Judy stole, and he estimated it at 3 to $6 million worth of stuff. Be. Yeah, 500 robberies mm-hmm. in that area, mostly hitting nice places, and she was upset about the guy who stole the cheap radio, so we know she's not coming out with, like, totally. anything little. Yeah, she's she's not small time. Uh, Tomasi said, quote, I waited a long time for this. A case like this might come along once in an officer's career. And a woman at that. And a woman at that. But then look, <laughs> what I talked about at the top of the episode, he had another lady burglar. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, Meanwhile, Judy's mom back in Arkansas said, quote, she changed when she left here. She sure did. I guess citified is what you'd call it. Citified? citified. She literally used citified? citified. Wow. Judy is one of a kind. I guess that's something to be thankful for. Wow. (laughs) That's a diss, too. She got citified. I see where she gets the diss. Mm -hmm. Judy got out of jail in 1990. She only did three years of the 13-year sentence. It was a nonviolent crime. You know, whatever. Uh, Where is she now? Well, where is she now, where Elizabeth? Where is she now? You tell me. Thank you for not telling me yet. <laughs> As of last reporting, mm-hmm. she's a home security consultant. But, so she's she's like, a white hat burger. a white hat hacker, uh-huh. but burger. Okay, uh huh. I tried to find more follow up information on her, and I could track. I tracked down her mother's obituary. Okay, which put Judy still alive in 2015. Okay, um, but going by a different last name. So wherever she is, I wish her Godspeed. Mm-hmm. Godspeed, Bandit of Boca del Mar. <laughs> What's your ridiculous takeaway? Uh, Florida. Just, yeah, the, just the Florida, the Florida of it all. Of it all. <laughs> I mean, I do, in all honesty, like I, I, I think I've said this before, I have family in Florida. I used to go there a lot when I, when I was raised in Georgia. It's somewhere I feel very comfortable, and at no point do I look down on Florida. So I'm not one of those people who's making fun of or wagging my finger at Florida. I'm standing shoulder to shoulder with you, Florida, and I'm saying it straight to your face at the same time. This place is wild. <laughs> so the Florida of it all, like where you have like these old people meeting up with all these like, you know, recent immigrants happy to like be, make it to America and become really proud Americans and then you have all these criminals who are going this gives me a great place to hide out yeah. it's just amazing energy just a chaos and like they, they talk about oh it's a melting pot that's the, where the melting pot bubbles yeah and what I like about Florida is that Lady executives are not an anomaly. <laughs> you actually see them walking around in the see. wild all the time. Just there's so many you lose count. You you, you cannot count them, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. It's just lady executive four, five, six, realtor seventeen. I mean, it's yeah, just, they're I, all over the place. I, I, I don't have enough fingers for this. And if you can believe it, I mean, they're they're driving cars. Yes, I saw one using money. It's crazy. Money, it's Elizabeth. A wonderful thing of lady professional. <laughs> Like her husband wasn't even there. It's, I know. It's but you know what? That's it's one of those special things about us That's, here. I mean, Miami is a really progressive place really with is. the ladies. With the lady workers. <laughs> uh, that's us for today. That's what I got for you, ridiculously. It's wonderful. Uh, you can find us online at ridiculouscrime.com. Yay! It's amazing. Like it's such a well-designed website. It's 
it's really, I mean, we have technology that we're using in that that other people don't have. We had ChatGBT5 look at Chat it. ChatGBT. Yeah, it's it's a, it's the one that's on drugs. It's ChatGBT. <laughs> and it's, uh, it Chat looked at it. It's like, oh, man, I'm into this stuff. This uh-huh. is, like, this is, I love this website. Well, the government was like, how did you design this? Yeah, and we were like, like, you know what? Kick rocks. Like, we're not telling you. It's like either Leonardo DiCaprio or Leonardo da Vinci did it, but somebody cool. One of them. Because this is amazing mm-hmm. art. Leo DiCapsi's. Uh, there's t-shirts, I think, on there, yep. mugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can buy a, um, like a racehorse, you said? Yeah, an 8x11 glossies of Ricardo Montalban. Oh, wow. Okay. Signed, actually. Lots of, yeah. They may be out. They may, they may have run out. We'll have to look into Sold that. Sold out. Yeah. We'll see. And the racehorse, uh, he's, he's doing well, but buy him soon. Well, and there's like the the motorcycle jacket from the George Michael Faith video <laughs> for sale, but it might also be sold out. I don't know. I haven't been on there in a while. And uh, I think that we have also um, a glimpse at the smirk that Prince gave at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concert. And the guitar that he threw up, and then we don't yeah, know where no it one went. Ever saw threw it, it up yeah. in the air, and it's it never a twofer. Can, it's you can on get the both. website. It's so cool. Uh, we're at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. E- don't email us at ridiculouscrime at gmail.com. Uh, leave a talk back on the iHeart app. And that's it. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zaren Burnett. Produced and edited by Shadow Sheriff of Palm Beach County, Dave Kustin. Research is by screwdriver sharpener Marissa Brown and wig wrangler Andrea Song Sharpentier. The theme song is by Thomas Barb Lee and Travis Starr Dutton, who went to Vista Del Mar. Host wardrobe is provided by Botany 500. Executive producers are Ben Boca Del Nachos Belgrande, Bolin, and Noel Damador de Ratons Brown. Ridiculous Crime. Say it one more time. Ridiculous Crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.